As always, it's a privilege to be here, and thank you for the opportunity to preach the Word of God to you tonight. You know, as Pastor was talking there about this couple that we all need to commit to praying for in their time of need, my, uh, my mind was turned to Acts 26 as Paul is giving his testimony and really speaking of how the Lord led him to salvation, but then also gave him his, his calling. And he says that uh, in verse number 16, he says, the, the Lord said to him, But arise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. By the way, that really is why all of us have been saved, isn't it? That the Lord has appeared unto us to make us a minister and a witness. He didn't just save us to to go to heaven. If that was the only purpose in saving us, He would have just called us home. But He didn't. He called us to a life of service, a life of service unto Him. It says, "...delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light." And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. And the reality is that someone who is a worshiper of Satan, or a pagan, or a worshiper of a false god, and doesn't know Christ, they are blinded, they are in darkness, and they are under the power of Satan. But the reality is that those who grow up in a religious home, a Baptist home, raised in church, before they know Christ, you know what they are? They're blinded and in darkness and in bondage to Satan under his power, and they have need to be delivered to receive forgiveness of sins. And no matter where someone is, no one is more lost than anyone else before salvation. We were all having no hope and without God in this world. But the glorious light of the gospel shone into our lives and God opened our eyes. We sing in that song, And Can It Be, that last verse of the song, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin in nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. And that really is all of our testimony, whether you were in in the bonds of iniquity or whether you were a small child that didn't know Christ. You were in darkness, and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ through the light of the gospel shone into your life and transformed you and changed you and made you a child of God. And and we can all say that here if we're saved. Anyone who knows the Lord can say that, and that is a, a tremendous blessing. So anyway, I said all that simply to say, these folks need Christ. But don't think that they're too far gone for the Lord to save them. We, we're all, listen, we are all too far gone, but for the gospel and the grace of God. And so, anyway, let's take our Bibles tonight. We're going to turn to the book of James, James chapter number 1. And tonight, my intention really is to preach to you from a couple of familiar passages of Scripture. We are going to 
compare James chapter 1 and Proverbs chapter 3 and some verses that you probably know tonight, but some things that I believe that we need to hear. And so if you're in James 1, I'm going to invite you to stand for the reading of the Scripture, if you are able to do so. And if you're not able, that's fine, you can remain seated. But let's uh, begin reading in James chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says here, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that you all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for standing with me. This statement at the beginning of our passage that we read, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. I think it's important for us to to consider and understand the, the biblical concept of wisdom may be slightly different than what immediately would come to our mind when we think of wisdom. Maybe, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but in general, within the world, the picture of, of wisdom is you know, maybe a, a, a wise old owl sitting somewhere, you know, wearing a, a graduation cap, and, and uh, everyone who is, uh, has a hard question or a, 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 a conundrum that they're not sure what to do can go to this, this wise owl, this oracle that can give them the answers to difficult questions. The biblical concept of wisdom, however, is a little bit different than that. To be wise doesn't necessarily just mean that you have the ability to answer difficult questions for other people, but the concept of, to, of, of wisdom is really understanding of the will of God. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And so biblical wisdom is, is more than just having uh, kind of some, uh, you know, being savvy and being intelligent. Uh, biblical wisdom is recognizing God's will and, and, and learning how to do the will of God. The Bible tells us that we are to walk by faith, not by sight. It also tells us in the book of Romans that whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So we understand then that in order to be pleasing to God, we must live and walk by faith and do that which is by faith. But faith, what is faith? Think about this for a moment. Faith is acting upon God's will. It's being obedient to God's will, whether or not we understand it or whether or not our feelings are consistent with what God has said. In fact, the Bible tells us in Romans 10, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, when you exercise faith, what you're doing is you're taking God's Word and you are applying it even if it uh, contradicts our human reasoning and understanding. We are living by faith. We're acting by faith, walking in obedience to God. 
Okay, so if we're going to live by faith and walk by faith, we are going to walk in accordance with God's will for our lives. But here's the problem. We, as finite, limited human beings, don't always know what the will of the Lord is in our lives, do we? There are some general things that we can point to, and if you know the Bible and you've studied the Scriptures, there are some things you can point to and say that this is clearly the will of God or this is not the will of God. In fact, there are some explicit statements in the Bible that tell us that this is the will of God for your life. And we understand in a general sense, obedience to the Word of God is doing the will of God. But on a day-to-day and moment-by-moment basis... We are faced with decisions that we must make. Every one of us makes thousands of decisions every day. Every word that comes out of your mouth is a decision that you made to say that word. Every expression of your face is a decision that you're making to respond in a certain way. When you get up in the morning, the first thing you do, you decide, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. When you drive to work, you decide which way you're going to go. And as you drive, there are thousands of decisions that you make every moment, maybe without even thinking about them. As you interact with your coworkers and as you go through your workday, you're making decisions... But folks, our understanding of the Word of God is that every one of those decisions ought to be in accordance with the will of God for our lives. And there are certain things that I can point to and say clearly, well, God would have me to do this. For instance, I believe that it is the will of God to be, for every child of God, for every Christian, to be a member of a New Testament church. I believe that that is the will of God. And every Christian ought to... To, to desire to do that, to, to, to join with a scriptural church and not just join it and attend it, but to serve there. And I can say that with some confidence because it's something that's revealed in the Word of God. But on a, on a day-to-day and moment-by-moment basis, how do I execute and live out the will of God for my life? The reality is I need wisdom, I need God's wisdom to know what to say and what to do and even what to think in certain situations and just, just to allow the Lord to order my steps. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and I want to be a good man. I want to be a man that is pleasing to the Lord and that means that I need God to order not just the path of my life, not just the trajectory of my life, but the very steps that I take I need them to be ordered by the Lord, and so do you. And so when this this statement is made, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, this statement is made with the understanding that every single one of us needs God's wisdom. You need God's wisdom. By the way, husbands, you need God's wisdom to know how you ought to treat your wife. Wives, you need God's wisdom to know how you ought to follow and submit to your husband. Parents, you need God's wisdom to know how you, how you need to raise your children and how you need to deal with them on a day-to-day basis. Children, you need God's wisdom to know how to interact with your brothers and sisters and how to submit to your parents. And folks, wherever you are in life, you need God's wisdom and so do I. And so the good news about that is that this text of Scripture applies to every one of us because we recognize we need God's wisdom. We need God's help for life. 
And so I want to uh, speak to you tonight on this subject of receiving God's wisdom. How can we have the wisdom that God wants us to have? And I would say to you from this passage of Scripture that the first step in having the wisdom of God is to recognize our need. To recognize our need for wisdom. Notice he says in verse number 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So not only do we need wisdom, but some of us are lacking in that wisdom that we need. Now, not everyone maybe wants to admit that, but the truth is that I need God's wisdom, but it does not just come naturally to me. I don't just have all the wisdom that I need from now until eternity. I don't have it. In fact, there are situations that I know I'm going to face years from now, and I used the example, the illustration a moment ago of parents I understand that there are situations that are coming down the pike for me as a parent that I haven't faced before, and I'm not sure how to deal with those things. I need God's wisdom. I'm lacking in that wisdom. Isaac's going to be a teenager this year. Pray for me. There's some decisions that have to be made. There's some things that we have to do that I haven't been there before, and I know that I'll need God's wisdom. And so I can look ahead and say, well, I'm lacking in that wisdom. But if I'm real honest, I live every day with a a, a lack or a need for wisdom that I do not yet have. There are things, even, even as I'm preaching here tonight, I am aware of the reality that there are things that God might want me to say that I don't yet know that He wants me to say. There might be things that I'm planning to say that God doesn't want me to say, and I'm trying to be submitted and yielded to the Lord and let Him work through me because I need His wisdom to know and to allow Him to order my steps in that which I'm doing. But we have to recognize, folks, if if you live your life thinking, hey, I've got this figured out, I've got this under control, you're never going to have God's wisdom. You you don't get God's wisdom until you recognize the lack of wisdom. Lord, I don't have it. I need you. Because when we see the lack, that's when we turn our eyes to Him. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. If you tonight find yourself sitting here and you say, you know, I am not absolutely sure of everything that God wants me to say and do in order to live a life of obedience to Him from now until the rapture, You lack wisdom and you need God. But there's good news. That's the first step in getting God's wisdom, recognizing your need. Hold your place here in James chapter 1, and let's go back to the book of Proverbs and Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And Proverbs 3, we're going to look at two verses that are probably extremely familiar to most of us here. And one verse that may not be quite as familiar. So Proverbs 3 and verse number 5 is where we're going to begin, which says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Then he said in verse 7, listen to this, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. 
In other words, God tells us, listen, here's what God is telling us. You do not have the wisdom that you, that you need. Because you might have wisdom. But the wisdom that you have apart from God is the, the wisdom of the world. And that is not the wisdom by which we are to live. And so he says, be not wise in thine own eyes. Don't look at yourself and think that you have the wisdom you need. Recognize your dependence upon the Lord. Paul said in in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that that, that when he came to that church at Corinth and he was preaching, uh, he spoke of of, of how uh, his message, his preaching to them, was not with excellency of speech or of of man's wisdom. He said, I I, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. In other words, I didn't come off as someone who had great wisdom and great intelligence. I came just simply preaching the, the basic, simple gospel of the Lord Jesus And I preached as though that was the only truth that I knew. But then he gave the the reason. In verse number 5, 1 Corinthians 2, 5, he said that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He said, my desire for you was that your faith, your confidence, would not be in man's wisdom and man's ability to reason through situations, to to work logically through whatever it is, uh, uh, difficulties and, and, and decisions, or maybe even theology, but rather that your faith would stand in the power of God. My, my intention for you from the very outset, from the very beginning, was to turn your eyes to the Lord that you would recognize that you need God. Folks, do you know that most of our problems in life are when we fail to remember that we need God? When we think that we've got things figured out? When, when we make decisions based on the wisdom that we have in our own mind, our own intellect, when we place our faith, not in God and His Word, but in our own abilities, when we depend on our own flesh, that's where we fail. Proverbs 16 and verse 25 says, There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. If you want to depend on yourself and lean on your own understanding, then what's going to happen is you're not going to have the wisdom of God. You need to recognize your need for God's wisdom. Daily, recognize the need. Secondly, though, there is a relinquishing of our own wisdom. As I recognize my lack of wisdom from God that I need, I then need to let go of my own abilities and my own wisdom. I I need to see that my my wisdom is flawed, and I need to be willing to let go of that. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes, I was talking to Pastor Ricker about this earlier today. Sometimes, I think we get this idea. Um, Our strength is limited, and we are finite. And so here's what we do. We do the very best that we can do, and then God makes up the difference. You know, God has to come in and, and kind of help us with the rest of it. We got this idea, you know, I'm, I'm carrying a big heavy load, 
And it, it's, it weighs 500 pounds. Maybe physically I can only shoulder 150 pounds of that. So then the Lord has to come in and take up the other 350, you know, and he just kind of comes along and helps us along. That's kind of the way we think sometimes. I'll use whatever wisdom I have, and wherever I'm lacking, then the Lord can, can come in and fill in the gap. But that's actually not what the Bible teaches. We're in Proverbs 3. Look at this with me if you would. Verse number 5, trust in the Lord with, what is the next word? All thine heart. And then listen to this, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In other words, don't even start with your wisdom. Don't take your wisdom as far as you can. You need to let go of it and abandon your own wisdom. You need to start with a clean slate. You need to come before the Lord empty and surrendered and yielded. Lord, it's not about me. It's not about my understanding. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm trusting in you with all my heart. I need you with all of me. All of me needs you. And as you hold your place here in Proverbs 3, because we're going to be back, let's go back to where we started in James chapter 1. And I want to show you that this is consistent with what we see in James 1. He says in James 1 and verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, it shall be given him. Verse 6, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. You know what it means to waver? It means to go back and forth. It's like driving down the road and weaving between lanes. You know, if I'm honest, I have to admit, sometimes I do this. Not when I'm driving. Hopefully. But in life. One moment I'm over here and I'm relying on the Lord. And the next moment I'm here and I'm relying on my own wisdom, my own strength. Next minute over here, okay, Lord, that, that, this one got a little too tough for me. Now I'm going to come back over here and recognize that I need you. Okay, now that seemed to work out okay. And now I'm back to trusting myself again. And you know what I'm doing? I'm wavering. Back and forth, like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Then look at verse number 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, the Bible rebukes double-mindedness. In fact, we're told in James chapter 4 that if we want to draw nigh to God, He will draw nigh to us. But then it says, Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye what? Double-minded. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. You see, when we're double-minded, it's like this. I have two minds. It's the mind of the flesh and the mind of the Spirit. And when I'm wavering between the flesh and the Spirit, you know what I am? Biblically, I am unstable in all my ways. Galatians 5 describes it as this, the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other. Did you hear that? The Spirit and the flesh are not complementary. I don't live in the flesh 
work in the flesh, and then where I'm lacking, God makes up the difference. No, these things don't complement each other. They contradict each other. These are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So if you want the wisdom of God, you have to be willing to totally abandon the flesh. To totally abandon your own wisdom and your own strength and stop being double-minded and be singularly minded. And that single mind is this. I need God. Every moment of every day, every decision I make, every step I take, I need God to order my steps because I do not have the wisdom that I need. I am not to lean on my own understanding. I am not to be wise in my own eyes. And I am to acknowledge Him in some of my ways, most of my ways. No, in all thy ways, acknowledge Him. You know what's a difficult thing to to begin to put into practice? Acknowledging the Lord in everything. Have you ever stopped to think about that? What does it mean to acknowledge the Lord in all my ways? It means that in everything that I do, in every circumstance that comes to my life, I am looking for the hand of God, the mind of God, the wisdom of God. In all my ways, acknowledge Him. Do you know what my tendency is? Probably much like yours. A circumstance comes into my life, and my first thought is, how do I respond to this? What's the the best thing to do? A, A problem arises, and I don't like problems, but I do like solving problems. I'm a good problem solver. Ask my wife. She talks about her problems. I give her solutions. She doesn't appreciate it. I don't understand. (laughs) That's the first thing that happens. A problem comes in, and I think, what do I need to do? How do I fix this problem? And you know what starts happening? If I'm not careful, rather than acknowledging the Lord, I'm acknowledging my own wisdom. But God's told me I need to acknowledge Him in all my ways. Everything. Have you ever stopped to think that the sovereign God of the universe, who is in control of everything and is working all things together for our good, has a purpose in everything? Anyone here get cut off in traffic today? I did. I had someone pull out in front of me and drive 10 miles an hour under the speed limit in the left lane, and the guy in the right lane wasn't going Anyway, back to the message. You know, <laughs> thing. I don't understand it, but God had a purpose in it. Maybe to teach me patience. And I'm trying to impart that patience to you. But here's the thing. If, I, if I'm spiritually minded, you know what I'm doing? I, I need to acknowledge the Lord in all my ways. Everything. Every decision. Every circumstance, I am to acknowledge Him in all my ways because I need to abandon my own wisdom. Folks, listen, I've seen where my wisdom gets me. 
And it's not a pretty picture. But the wonderful truth is that when I acknowledge the Lord, somehow, He does what He promised He'd do. He directs my steps. When I lean not on my own understanding and I place my faith in Him, He gives me the wisdom I need. So there is a recognition of the need, there's a relinquishing of my own wisdom, and then according to James chapter 1, there is to be a request. There's a request here. It's very simple. If any of you lack wisdom, by the way, raise your hand. I need wisdom. I'm lacking in wisdom. Here's what you do. Let him ask of God. Let him ask. Here's the thing I love about the Bible. This is the unsearchable riches of Christ. There is so much here that I'm still learning. Every day, God's teaching me from His Word. It's wonderful. But you know what? The more I study the Bible, the more I, I, I just love the simplicity of everything. It's deep and it's rich, but it's also so simple. Okay, you're lacking in wisdom. Hello, here I am. Ask of me. What did he say in chapter 4 of James? Ye have not because ye ask not. How often do I lack the wisdom of God because I haven't bothered to stop and ask Him? Just say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to direct my steps. And here's the thing, I don't know if it's because of our pride or, or because we're just too foolish to understand this or too lazy. I don't know what the issue is. But so often I find myself trying to do things in my own wisdom until I can't anymore, until like I hit a brick wall and I've exhausted all of my resources and then it's like, okay, Lord, would you help me? And then the answer is so simple that I I just feel like, why didn't I just ask? Why Why wasn't that the first thing I did? Let him ask of God. How often do you lack the wisdom that you need because you just haven't asked? Lord, I'm going to work today, and um, this coworker is frustrating. Would you give me wisdom? to know how to deal with this person? Uh, Lord, I, I haven't been getting along real well with my wife lately. Would you help me to know how to show her the love that you've commanded me to give to her and, and how to repair this relationship? Uh, Lord, my, my child is going through a stage that I'm just not really sure what the problem is Would you give me wisdom in my words, in my interaction with them to know how to deal with this? Lord, and this this is going to sound silly being that I just talked, but I'm serious about this. Lord, this person just cut me off in traffic. And in my flesh, I really want to do whatever it is, okay? But Lord, would you give me wisdom to know how to respond to this? 
Lord, I need your wisdom in all of our ways. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Let him ask of God. There's a request. Just ask. And then, the last point of this is there's a receiving of that. It's wonderful. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. Oh, man, I just wish I was wise as this person over here or that person. And folks, I've thought this way so many times. Oh, man, that person, what a man of God he is. I wish I had his wisdom. Listen, God giveth to all men liberally. God's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't look at one person and say, Oh, I'm going to endow you with great wisdom. And you over here, you little peon, you have to go to him. He doesn't say that. He says, let him ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. In other words, he doesn't criticize us. He doesn't go, you idiot. Now, a lot of times when you receive the wisdom of God, you look in the mirror and you go, I was an idiot. But God doesn't do that. He giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. And, And here's the promise. It shall be given him. You need God's wisdom. You don't have God's wisdom naturally and in and of yourself. But here's the thing. It's available to you. And all you got to do is ask. Just let go of your own understanding. Let go of your own wisdom. Turn to God and say, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom. And the promise is, it shall be given him. Now, you need God's wisdom to know his will, to walk by faith. I need God's wisdom to walk by faith and to do his will. And every single one of us have God's wisdom available to us. And he's invited us to come and take it. And so as we seek to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord, a life of faith, recognize your need for God. Recognize your dependence on Him. Relinquish your own wisdom. Request of God, and you'll receive. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for our time in Your Word tonight, these few moments. And pray that You would help us Lord, help us not to rely on our own wisdom. Lord, that our faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And may we, Lord, learn what it means day by day, moment by moment, decision by decision, to acknowledge you in all our ways, to not lean on our own understanding, but to let you direct our path. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Rickard.